0: welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with local wanderer social media questions um so i want to hear a bit about how you guys got started in social media I know that's a really broad question, so you can either answer it separately and then together or together. Yeah, we can, like, answer it separately. We sure. probably have different mm-hmm. approaches to
1: it. Um. So my first – okay. I got started on social media in grade three when I created this, like, Windows Live Spaces page or something yes. like that. And I had, like, ten of them. And my personality just, like – jives with social and it's funny because it's changed so 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 much obviously since I was in grade three. Um I mean in high school I was like I just loved MySpace and it's really funny because Elaine and I were friends in high school and all of our other like MySpace friends are also all now like Instagram people and like over the years you've like gone to different networks and stuff. So it's kinda funny.
0: Um you've all gone there together. Yeah, yeah, it's, I love it. It's, it's funny. hilarious. It's
1: um, but yeah, so I remember sitting in, in my class. Um, Awful. <laughs> oh, we're like overflowing some champs here. <laughs> okay, I'll start again. Don't give me the bottle. Um, you're good. You're good. Oh, good. I remember sitting in my grade twelve <laughs> class on Facebook, and I had this weird thought in my brain, and I was like, "Oh, there's probably people that like work at Facebook." maybe I could do that one day, but it was just so not like even anything that was like a cultural thing at the time. So like I went to university and did the whole thing there, but then I started, um, this is the pattern of my life. I started a blog in university, uh, with my friend Kat and it grew to be like super, super successful. And we were even, you know, at our high point getting like more traffic than the school newspaper at the time. So that was all through social because we didn't know 30,000 people at our school so we were or like had a Facebook page had a Twitter account and it just kind of like grew from there and I think that's the point where I realized that you know social media can really have an effect on you growing a business and so I was able to like finance my college education partly because of this blog that we had um I ended up getting an internship in uh while I was in university at a company called Hootsuite which is most people on social will know Heard that now. It. Yeah, <laughs> Uh so We were, like, 25-ish people or something at the time. Um, and I was doing social media at a social media company, and that was just amazing. I just felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I, like, dropped out of university, and ever since then, I've been, like, working in social media. So, um... I quit my job at Hootsuite, and Elena and I started mm-hmm. um, an Instagram account, which she can talk more about. Um, but since then, you know, it's been interesting because I think before I had before we started Local Wander, I was kind of moving away from content, and I was doing more like salesy kind of stuff in my job. And then working with Local Wander made me realize, like, no, content is like what I love, and it's what I'm best at doing. And then now I, I'm lucky to work in society where like content is very valuable as well. And so um, I've, all of my jobs have been working like the B2B SaaS industry with like a social component to it, with like a visual media component. So I work at Later Now, which is an Instagram scheduling app. And so my whole, you know, running to blog that's all about Instagram and having your own Instagram account like my whole entire life is like social media and Instagram, but um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, so I just feel like I've just always been in the social space. Mm. That's a really long answer,
2: but that's kind oh, that's of great. Yeah. Hard. The migration. I always learn it every time I knew
0: anything.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> I'd say for me, it really started, um, I think I was in grade, maybe grade 10. I went to this big bookstore called Chapters all the time. I eventually got a job there because I'm a big nerd. And um, I remember I would sit there, grab a book from every different section that I found interesting, and I just, whether it was like art, like history or um, community culture biographies magazines like cool magazines. And I just sit there and pick out the things that inspired me and that I loved about it, and they were all different. So I remember being like, "What does this mean?" I love to curate, and so very quickly I remember being like, "No, I'm not going to go on Nexopia, this like website that all the teens oh, are yeah, on." Oh yeah, it's like a Canadian thing. I decided thing. no because it was too dark. I was like, "It's," the, I was like, "It doesn't does not make sense to me," and so I skipped that. Because I was like, no. Nope. It? it was base. It's called Nexopia.
1: It was basically like a mix between MySpace and a forum. Yeah. Where you, the weird. goal as a teenager was to like put like sl- to make yourself really popular. Yeah. Make yourself like look cute in a way that's like slutty but not slutty. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was really and weird. So I looked at, it, I'm it like, was everything, and everything was black. Everything was black. It's all creepy, like guys. like it's only
2: a thing in Western Canada. Like no one yeah. else in the world like knows. Wow. Like every like the whole webpage was just a very dark looking like page and I just remember being like "Ooh, no and so um, I wrote MySpace like I got into MySpace quickly and of course Taylor was probably like my first friend um, I loved the ability to learn I mean how to code a, a bit
0: and for sure. like, like change it's yeah. yeah I'm
2: super grateful for it because I was able to curate and really like create content and I think that's when I, I realized like okay I love this thing I'd update it all the time um, Luck, yeah and then eventually um, I remember being like oh a new social network sweet and the first few people would be like Taylor myself and our other friends who are in social media, like even today. So I Except think that- for
1: Instagram. You were on Instagram way before I was. I was that's true. Because you had an iPhone really early. That's really true. Yeah. Really and really I had adapt- a Blackberry. Yeah. yeah. So, so you couldn't be on Instagram. It's true. So I remember being on Instagram,
2: <laughs> being like, oh, wait, people can see what I post? Shoot. Um, and then I just loved, again, the, the whole imagery aspect of it, photography aspect of it. And then um, that's when it eventually, like, when I found out my dad was sick, I was like, well, I. Don't want to be doing counseling things because that's like really hard and not like rule one is be make sure you can take care of yourself before you take care of others so i quit and then um well oh, took a break little did i know that i quit um and then that's when i remember taylor and i were going to music festival and we hadn't really hung out hung out in a while so we went to seattle and i just remember driving there being like taylor what are your thoughts on blah? everything that is local wander today uh it's obviously changed and she was the Um, the right, the exact person um, to like, that I would ever, I mean, that I needed and that this would ever require. So her like expertise and her knowledge in like from working at Hootsuite and her drive is what really um, complemented any idea that I had. So that's where we are or how we got to where we are today at Local. And um, I work at now Shutterstock. Uh, We were previously Flashstock, uh, basically creating content for brands. Um, I do... I lead. Um, well, I'm the community manager and run a recruitment team. And we were just recently acquired by Shutterstock, so we're now called Shutterstock Custom. And we're working on a lot of really cool uh, new things that I won't leak. But um, it's exciting to be a part of a social a team that's allowing me to um, make changes and develop new strategies. And I do social as well. So mm. Taylor and I we do social all, do social day, long, all day long, every day. Yeah. Today, we co- I, was tra- I was like, I want to come up with a term, like, multiple personality social media disorder or something. Because there are a lot of accounts that we have to, like, re-identify ourselves with every day. It's just like, okay, different hat, different personality, different marketing. Yeah. Well, but whatever you
0: come up with, let me know because I have it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yes.
2: So that's
1: the social, yeah. And it's, and for me, yeah. even, it's, like, it's not even, like, social media anymore. For me, it's just Instagram, like, yeah, I next. know, like, literally any feature, weird thing, testing, like, people tag me in that all day long. Like, I'm very aware of that. But, like, I kind of miss, like, now, like, I don't know. I'm not up to date on, like, all the coolest, like, Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat things, you know. But mm. She's great on Twitter.
2: But, yeah, it's funny because I feel like as much as, even though our lives are completely saturated in it, um, I think we're also, like, yeah, we are quite removed from it. I think that's almost the balance it requires to not lose your mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't be on my phone all the time or well number one I will have a boyfriend but two um, it just consumes you and then it becomes a bit narcissistic in my opinion I have
1: (laughs) significantly decreased the amount of posting that I post on my channels I think also in the current political climate or like Mm -hmm. things happening like it can be really depressing to like go on Twitter and um You know, even on on Facebook right now with all of the The Me Too stuff, it's like a lot. And like social media now, isn't this just like easy escape? Like you have to deal with issues that are happening Mm -hmm. all the time. So for me, sometimes that's just not going on it, and like taking that break and realizing that it's okay. But still needing to know all the trends, so it's like this really weird balance.
0: I so get it. I definitely. mm. Yeah. I definitely deleted at least Facebook when everything happened last year, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I still go on it and I use it on my computer. But mm-hmm. as far as social media, I've definitely scaled back a lot because mm-hmm. it's just it, it is like you open an app and you're like, okay, what's what do I have to prepare myself for? What what's what's kind of going viral right now? It's never anything good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's never- like the worst
1: thing when you wake up and then oh, you see yeah. like some horrible thing happened while you were sleeping and you're like Yeah. What? Yeah I think it's, you know yeah. or you can't tell this is the worst is when you open it you can tell something has happened but it happened a while ago so you're not seeing like the actual thing and you're just yeah. like seeing the reaction the tones have changed. Something yeah. has happened. Like I'll say that to my husband. Sometimes I'll wake up and he'll be up and I'll be like I'll be like something's going on. Like something yeah. something happened. I don't know I don't know what like yeah. and it's it's a
2: scary yeah. thing. There are times where I feel like people may look towards people, you know, I hate, I I know we hate the word influencers, but like, you know, people who have a following of some sort on any channel to speak up whenever anything happens. And then I'm like, we're not news reporters and there's a lot of pressure around that. You know, I also think that like, I love listening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have a platform where I'm able to say things, but you know, I do think it's important to listen as well. um, And reserve it, like reserve that space or a space for listening.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and especially right now when it feels like everyone has something to say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every time something happens, everyone thinks that their social media mm-hmm. channel has a chance to get on a soapbox yeah. and just start yelling. Yeah. yeah. And so when you open an app, sometimes I'm just like, okay, everyone's shouting. Mm-hmm. Do I really have anything to add to this? Exactly. We've talked about we, this yeah. a lot because, you know, anytime
1: anything happens, whether it's like a shooting or something in the news and like, you know, it really affects you. But we've, we've talked about like, what should we do in the situation? Sure. And we're just really like, if we don't have any like value to add, I don't think that like putting up the same image everyone's posting on their Instagram story just to do it, to do it is like very authentic. So like yeah. we'll person we'll, we'll always very intentionally go mm-hmm. dark. Like even if we have a sponsored post or something like that. We'll like, we don't feel off. comfortable mm-hmm. posting that. So we'll just not post anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it is a really challenging thing because you – we don't want to sound like we're, like, not speaking on something. But at the same time, you don't want to just, like, echo, be an echo chamber. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also being, you know, Canadian, sometimes it's, it's also more challenging, too, because – you know, it's, it's not our election, even though you have the same feelings or things like that. We can just support
2: you as much as we can. Yeah, we can, it.
1: like, yeah. support other people. But, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Like, maybe that – I'm sure there's a lot of people that will, like, think opposite yeah. of what we mm-hmm. do.
2: But and, and I think power – like, if someone hard. feels that that's, you know, what they need to do, then that's awesome. You know, I don't – something against what others feel they need to do. If they want to repost the same image and support, then that's great. But there are ways that we are supporting that don't look that way. But mm-hmm. we are still supporting – Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we get to have a very, we have a very different perspective. We get to work with local businesses and get to know people in different cities and, you know, we support them in other ways. Our Facebook feeds are filled with people from different countries, um, who get to, who actually experience these situations. And, you know, um, there's, it just looks differently for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, having an Australian husband, I love asking him, like, what do you think of what's going on right now? Because you guys are the same. You're from Mm -hmm. another country. So you're not just getting American news as an American, going, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been so interesting asking him his take on this past year because he's sort of – every time something happens, I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, well, again, there's just a wave of people calling themselves activists who are just shouting mm-hmm. yeah. and not actually doing anything. Yeah. Like posting about it yeah. and just yelling mm-hmm. and being upset and emotional. On social yeah. media, like, tell
2: us what we can do to help. Yeah, yep. there's totally. no, you're
0: not actually mobilizing. Yeah, and yeah. even if you were mobilizing, even marching, mm-hmm. what is that doing? Is yeah. it is it just raising awareness? Great. Mm-hmm. Then are you really an activist, or are you more just exactly creating awareness? Yeah. They're, different. Yeah. They're different. They're different things. For sure, it's and like, a really interesting time. Very I think.
2: interesting. Ignorance isn't bliss, and I think like that's like a that's different than not responding and being a spokeswoman for every single thing that happens. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be ignorant and not respond internally to what is going on. I want, I'm want i so aware of what I see and I feel it. I feel it very deeply and I can support the communities um, in the best way that I can and I always will try. And any reminders are appreciated. Like, if you feel that I need to do something differently, I'm always going to be open to hearing about it and not responding in, like, anger because that's not right. But, yeah, I just, I think that You know, we don't need – we don't all need to respond. We can um, just be aware and learn from it and and be as proactive as possible. I mean –
1: Yeah. I think one thing that bothers me is when during times of crisis, you'll see on Instagram stories. People are, like, going through their life, and then they'll, like, put up, like, a text thing and be like, oh, my gosh, this horrible thing happened. Prayers are with you. And then the next thing is just, like, back to normal life. Happy, 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 And it's just, like, you mm-hmm. have to put it up there to acknowledge so people don't think you're like this. But, like, is that coming from, like, the most, like, genuine mm-hmm. place? Is it truly, like, authentic? I think that's always we struggle is, like, we don't want to ever just, like, put something up
2: to just put something up. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I relate to that with the things that, like, I don't post as much as I used to on Instagram because I, I struggle. I personally struggle with what to post because I've had experiences that do challenge me. And I don't feel like I can just post the same things I used to. And that's okay, and I'm not, I'm not gonna ever mimic have someone mimic that formula because mm-hmm. that's my life and that's how I feel, and I'm totally fine with it. I don't, and that's that's fine.
1: Yeah, so I, I think so that yeah. like my Twitter has just become yeah. <laughs> a thing of like. Actually, I'll just right again. It's a new
2: generation. I new think generation the tailored.
1: surprising thing for me with social media is, I've like become obsessed with Facebook groups, and in particular, like Facebook groups of like communities of like mostly women and gay men that are about, like, celebrity gossip or, like, makeup <laughs> or, like, I don't know, things like that that are just, like, lighthearted topics that make you happy. And it's just, like, my entire Facebook feed now is just all these, like, specific Facebook groups I'm in. And it's, like, the community building. And it's just everyone says, like, we're so happy that in these dark times, like, we can all come together and just focus on these, like, really little things that don't matter in the world at all. Yeah. But it, like... Makes you feel a little bit like, A, less alone, and B, just like a little more
0: happy or engaged or something. Mm-hmm. So, Man, I, I relate. I love what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even – I'm like not even because <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> keep, keep going. I love what you're saying, all of it. Aww. Yeah, especially just that um, not posting so much because it's just like there's too much I, – I don't know. There's mm-hmm. too much going on, and I've had too much – experience in my own life or too much grief in my Mm -hmm. own life where I can't I can't just be like three times a day like Mm -hmm. it's just it's that it's not Mm -hmm. that's not my reality Mm -hmm. anymore and I'm not interested in I to me social media is too connected to who I am in a way that feels genuine that Mm -hmm. I don't want it to become something that is just um kind of like a puppet to just play with it's It's like it's connected to me so I don't want to I don't wanna use it as a fake outlet because it's yes. too yeah. much a part of me. Mm-hmm. It's I
1: really agree. hard when you're using social for business, whether that's your blog, whether it's for your photography, who you are as a person, but you're still like a person. Yeah. It's a lot more challenging. If you are just a brand, like when we run like our brand accounts, obviously you're not gonna like post about things like that. You can just go dark, no one expects that of you. Mm-hmm. But when you're like doing business as a person I feel like that's where it's it must a, be a lot question. harder so true. yeah when yeah. when the
0: Charlottesville um, stuff right. was going on a few months ago mm-hmm. um, I had a sponsored post that was supposed to go up on the day that it was happening and I wrote to the brand and just said I'm so sorry I, I can't I can't yeah. follow through with my contract today. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to pay me and if you, you know, like I had already Please, yeah. shot the content and sent it to them for approval and everything yeah. was good to go mm-hmm. and they'd just okayed the, the copy and it was supposed to go up. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And thankfully they were really great about it and they were mm-hmm. like, let's just do it next week. It's fine. But – yeah, I mean, there's no mm-hmm. way I can't. I can't just pretend like everything's yeah. fine and charge on ahead mm-hmm. when I'm like yeah. crying my eyes out oh, watching yeah. my country like eat itself no alive. I can't do that. Yeah. So
1: it's definitely a tough one. It's hard for us too to really sometimes get, you know, being farther away and just having a different country. Like it's hard sometimes to keep up. I don't know. Like um, really understand how other people are are feeling. Um, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like, you know, things are, like, devastating, but I think it is very, I think it's different when you're, when it's your own country, like, you mm-hmm. know, Canada had a, a very small, like, terrorist attack like, a couple of years ago, and, like, that affects Canada, but, like, the rest of the world is not like, feeling the same way that we are, you know? Like, there is, there's, like, these very small, like, like, borders. Empathy. Yeah, different, like, feelings and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is hard like yeah it's hard when you're kind of watching from a distance because you it still affects you but you know that mm-hmm. like it doesn't it's still as much as you
2: care it's not affecting you as much as it is other people. Mm-hmm. I think it just all ties into like know your like if you're starting a brand like know your brand decide ahead of time how you're going to react and respond because that will definitely help you mm-hmm. moving forward and like it'll like I mean we're all feeling like, we have feelings and like that affects our business our businesses and our our motivation so like form a plan and a goal and stick to it. Obviously, like, you know,
0: some things are out of
2: our control. But I think for us, like, we decided early on that that's how we were going to respond. So now it's easy. It's, you know, we can feel things separate from it. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not, we don't feel like we have to, we're not attached to, um, I don't know, feeling guilty about not doing something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard nowadays, it is hard. though, because it feels like there's just
2: something yeah. new and horrible and tragic every single week. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, also, yeah, like... the reality of life. You know, everyone's struggling, everyone's hurting, and it doesn't, like, minimize what some people are, you know, the awful things that are going on. But, yeah, you just have to know how, you, how you're how you going to respond. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think that we did go through a really quiet phase mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And it's it's really easy to be like, oh, this is the hardest time that we've ever been through and like the world might be ending but really if i think that that's a little bit narcissistic because mm-hmm. really when we look at history that isn't true at all no. other generations mm-hmm. have been through far worse things other generations have had entire um you know like all of the men of that age range go to yeah. war um i mean i yeah. was even just i was just i mean i went to see hamilton and then i went to savannah and realizing how many Americans died in duels oh my gosh I was like I'm sorry what like we I didn't I didn't connect with that until I recently didn't know like, that was a thing. I didn't connect with the fact that it was legal in America to have a duel oh my gosh to handle an, a, a disagreement you would declare the day of the duel then you had to wait 30 days and in that 30-day period the hope was that you would cool off and not want to follow through with it but oh
1: gosh.
0: at the end of the 30 days... The, like,
1: fight to the death duel? Yes, okay. with yeah. guns!
0: What? Oh, with guns. Yeah. I was imagining swords. No, we don't remember. No. Muskets. This is, like...
2: Like, cowboy... Like, Alexander
0: yeah. Hamilton, yeah. the guy that Hamilton <gasps> is about, died in a duel. I didn't oh even gosh. know this. I didn't even know this. That's
2: so and wild. then going to Savannah, kind of they
0: literally have a duel graveyard where wow. people that died in duels are all I buried no together. Idea. I know. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so... I, we can all think how civilized we are and mm-hmm. how amazing everything is, and we're all, like, so no, elevated no. and beyond death. No. No. It's mm-hmm. always been there. It's always been oh my there. Gosh, our great I will say, grandma, like,
1: else. when it comes to visiting places like that, like, having a travel blog, we are pretty conscious about, you know, so I think people have mm-hmm. asked us before to, like, go to a plantation or, like, things like that or, like, and we're just, like, we don't really feel comfortable posting about this. Yeah, we,
2: turn, or... we do turn down for a fair bit. Mm. If they don't, if it doesn't align with us, I'm sure you would obviously do the same.
1: Mm. Um, it can be tricky for mm-hmm. sure.
2: So
0: you guys have both said that you you're online so much, and a lot of it is work related. Mm-hmm. How much of your life is is offline, and how much of your real life do you not share in your social media presence?
1: I think I don't know. I think we have different approaches. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I've gotten a lot less online. I would say like um, when I, it's so embarrassing. But like I have almost a hundred thousand tweets that I've tweeted. Like it's like ninety seven thousand. What's like your Twitter handle? Like I'm gonna follow you right now. It's <laughs> T A Y L R N. Um, Doing it. So now my Twitter is pretty like whatever. Um, but like when I started when I was 19, I literally like tweeted like every like little thing that happened to my life and like I was 19 and single and going so in and that's the year you can like drink in BC. Her followers so, grew up
2: with her. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I'm like going out to clubs for the first time and like drunk tweeting and like all the stuff. And I remember like at my first job, it was like a like that was an issue that I got talked to multiple times about. Um it has like I mean my authentic self, you know. Um, so I feel like because of that, I've just always had this like natural openness. But I think one thing I for sure like really don't share is like my relationship. Like I'll um, obviously share like, ha- like funny the, things. The yeah. funny things like happy times and you know. But um, yeah, like my husband is not on, like, he has an Instagram account and he hasn't posted, like, he's never even posted, like, our wedding photo, for example. Like, he's not on, and I have to be, like, tell, he's on Snapchat, which I don't even use anymore. You know, like, I have to be, like, look at my Instagram story to see what I'm doing when I'm in the city, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, like, I'm not, like, posting Facebook statuses about, like, my relationship or a fight or, like, tweeting about, like, anything, like, negative about him, Um, But I think besides that, you know, it's all, like, pretty out there. I'll go and, like, tweet storm sometimes and maybe share a bit too much. But I also now, I'm, like, as I'm getting older, you know, who I am is also really uh, directly involved in not only, like, Local Wanderer blog, but, like, from my role at Later. Like, Mm -hmm. all the emails come from, like, Taylor at Later. Like, it's just, like, yeah – you have yeah. to be conscious about that, I think. But at the same time, who I am as a person now, I'm not going to the club, getting drunk, like, doing all these crazy things anymore. You know, I like live a pretty like boring life. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think like yeah, there's it's still pretty thing. Like I'll go on Instagram stories and like, do a rant about things. Like I, I'm pretty confident like doing an Instagram story without like makeup on and stuff like that. Like I don't feel like it has to be like too curated or anything. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I but. feel like mine's about the same. It's always really been. I just post a little less. I think I just post more stories, if anything, because I just it's less edited. It's less. It's just like my day to day. But I also don't like assuming that people like want to see my day to day. Like I don't know. I just feel like if something inspires me, I'll capture it. Um, yeah, like, I
1: think yours is like an inspo.
2: Yeah, it's more of an inspo, and like because of you know the things I've experienced, like I was never shy to. I'm never. I will never be shy. To tell someone what i've gone through like i always say like i'm an open book it's just up to someone or whoever to read me like read me if you want and uh, i'd love to share um and i think it really ties into my role at shutterstock custom i'm a community manager i love chatting with anyone um i'll hold their hand if they need it and sometimes they'll you know maybe i'll need some hand holding uh from taylor probably but um <laughs> i don't know i feel like how i i i don't think i i think about it too much anymore and i think i like that i don't think about it too much mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a lot through dating someone who has zero social media too and not in a way where I don't like it because I still really enjoy it and it's a commu- I enjoy being connected to the community that I'm in, in and that includes like you you know we met you four years ago almost four years ago with Brian Dale and that was a very special time and all those relationships are still very in my life and mm-hmm. I love and value that so that's why I really enjoy being on social media and like um, learning and, like, being inspired by the creatives that I'm friends with. Mm. I
1: think okay, you're, like, yeah. similar, though like, you don't, like, share your, like, relationship and stuff. No, I'm very pr- – I am pretty like, we it. and me and our friend Lindsay had to, like, pressure her to, like, Fair post photo. a picture
0: of her boyfriend
2: on her face. I was feed. just like, <laughs> I like <people>.
0: uh, <laughs> It's so interesting that all three of us are with people who don't really use social yeah. media at yeah. all. Yeah. I think oh, we yeah. got lucky. I know. Yeah. It's so good. Have either of you ever been with – have you ever had a partner that was really – Present no, on social media, never. yeah. How was that?
2: Mm, actually,
1: it's a lot. Let me a second.
0: <laughs> Personal question. I, I should have it, warned you.
1: I think that when you're with someone else who's really active on social, it can get really easy to like get caught up in sharing content in like expressing expressing your love for each other publicly and it's a little harder to deal with that um, privately. So I've had like to the point like, ew, I want to like gag thinking about this. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, having like your own like couple hashtag. Ew, disgusting. But like um, you know, or like dating I've dated guys who've worked at social networks, which is like a whole other level of stuff, you know. And then like I think some people it definitely works and it's like awesome if you both love Mm -hmm. doing it. But I think sometimes it can be really hard, especially in the early stages of a relationship where it's not really deep and intimate and it's very surface level. It can be very difficult to Mm -hmm. go beyond the power dynamics in a weird way. Like Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. I would say like in maybe in all the situations I was the like least popular one or something mm. like that so then it becomes like this whole thing and like the first time you like tell someone about like who you're dating it's like you lead with like where they work or how many followers they have or yeah. something like that like it's so stupid
0: and like yeah it's crazy so yeah. interesting I, i've always i always i know we we have Jeff and Kelly Mandela are our friends. Yeah, like that's and what I was always, saying. They're, like, such a good match. <laughs> I have no idea how they do that, though, because, I mean, they both are online incessantly, and they're they're storing each other, and they're storing mm-hmm. the same things, and they're storing separate things. And, I mean, I – I mean, they're friends of ours, and we love them. And yet, like, if Jaden was on as much as Jeff is on, I would be like, listen, we need to talk this is, this is crazy. Yeah. We can't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm always fascinated by couple dynamics. And so I think it's funny that all three of us are with me yeah. who don't use yeah. social
1: media I love it. That being said, my husband is very like Instagram worthy. Like he has like the big beard, like he's super handsome, like all that stuff. So I feel like it's still like he looks good in my feed. I'll say that, but like <laughs> I had to get friend. over. I had to get over it. I had to get over the fact that he'll like never post a photo about me or like we had a huge fight early in our relationship because it was my birthday and he didn't like post anything on Facebook for my birthday, and I was like so upset about it. Your love and, language, and he was mm. it didn't even like enter his brain, you know. Yeah, so, so funny, funny. Yeah, so now it's like yeah, or even you know, even asking like permission not permission but like you know letting him i will never like record him and post it if he's not like aware that i was like recording him he hates that
0: that is a big one with Jaden too he's like we have a thing that i just don't record him unless i ask him first yeah because he's just like stop you can't keep doing that yeah
1: Yeah. totally and like totally i'll like me if i do that it'll be like hilarious and i'll like send it to my friends on snapchat but Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna like post things about him like publicly and I never have to, I guess, worry about that because he doesn't have any presents to post about me. Um, Yeah. So
0: funny. It's
2: nice to not worry about it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I
0: love it. Um, Okay. So I have three questions left.
2: You guys know about
0: the joy of getting to work with a brand that you love. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so stoked to work with Cat Footwear this season of my podcast. Um, And so one of the reasons why I'm stoked to work with them is because their whole focus is all about being bold when you create Mm -hmm. and taking risks. Um, And I know that you guys took a lot of risks when you started Local Wanderer and, you know, jumped in a car and decided to road trip together for months and months. (laughs) So what is – what's some advice that you guys would give people who are kind of like – let's say they have their own wild creative dream that they're like, someday I want to do this, someday I want to – make this happen. What's your advice for creating boldly and taking risks, but wisely?
2: Oh, good question. Um, yes, so one thing that Taylor and I really, well, we just, well basically we decided after um, seeing kind of what trying to make LookWanderer be our full time, like what that did to us, we saw that it was just like making us stressed, super, super rushed. Uh, we weren't producing the, right, the content that we were, I guess content we were proud of, Um, and we were accepting more projects than we, I guess, projects we didn't even really want just because Mm -hmm. we want to make money. Uh, so we decided to step away and do it full uh, part time. So right now we both have our full-time jobs separate from local wander and we're able to choose, um, what projects we actually align with, um, you know, really create brand partnerships and be proud of our work and make sure we, you know, find the time to do like, even on this trip right now, you know, we're. We're here and we're able to work remotely, which is really great. Um, so we're not struggling to like pay our bills. You know, we have that financial burden taken care of, uh, but we're able to also like on top of that, um, you know, have this time to get away. And, and it's like a super, super fun, exciting opportunity um, that allows us to feel inspired, creative, and work with brands and uh, I guess more on the weekends. But we both love working and we don't find local wander work even that like stressful. Uh, when we're able to uh, have other things taken care of, like, like financial, um, yeah. For sure. Finances. So I think
1: my advice is, like, if you have a wild dream and you want to make it happen, like, don't wait for someone to give you $10,000 to make it happen. Mm-hmm. If you believe in it and you believe in yourself, like, invest in yourself. Like, use mm-hmm. your 9 to 5 as your own VC you for your can't. own company. <laughs> mm. And if you also, like, recognizing that you don't have to – do something full time in order for you to be successful at mm-hmm.
0: it. Like that oh, doesn't have to be. Yeah, you can. For us.
1: Like we both love our nine to five jobs, and I learned so much and have grown so much more as a person than we did when we were just trying to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that everything we learn is equally applicable to our blog or side hustle or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you like really have this big bold dream you want to make happen. Make it happen. Do it in your spare time. Like, yeah. watch less Netflix shows. Okay? Oh,
2: I think it's how you view investments. Like, for us, it's an investment to work our full-time jobs that do relate to our field. Um, it's an investment to not be super stressed and uh, feel financially burdened. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, it allows us to feel inspired and actually relate to people in, you know, our communities. Uh, and then, therefore, have the time and energy And willingness to want to put in, you know, the hours that are required into our business. Because yeah, there are days, there are days where it's tough. But we are super empowered by the workflow that we have. Like, you know, yeah, we do work our like I work eight to four, Taylor's nine to five, and then we do local wander in between, like maybe on our lunch break or after work. And yeah, it is a lot for most people, but for us, it's really empowering, and we love it. And it wouldn't be, we wouldn't do it any other way. And it's an investment that we committed to and value.
0: I love that so much. And I I think that that's so important what you guys said because um, I think especially for people with a large following on social media, it can look so effortless. It can look Mm -hmm. like this is just your dream and you're only dreaming and there's no hustle. And for me, I know I worked three jobs Mm -hmm. before I could get enough work doing my my dream job to make that my full-time thing. And I didn't show that. I wasn't saying like – working another 80-hour week. And even now, I work probably close to that. Yeah. And yet, it's stuff I love, so I don't mind it. Yeah. But I think the behind-the-scenes reality of living your dream is a mm-hmm. lot more – there's a lot more work involved than, than what gets actually shown. So I love that, yeah. you guys. I love Thank that you. answer. That's I think,
2: awesome. I think cool. like the dream isn't easy, but the dream is oh like there is no other way.
0: So – Last few questions. Um, let's start with you, Taylor. What what is your favorite uh, self care activity? How do you show up for yourself?
1: I watch so much reality TV. <laughs> yeah, every like that's Taylor, by the way. Yes, yeah, yeah. I watch the Real Housewives. I watch the Kardashians. I watch Vanderpump Rules. Like I watch like literally like everything and. So many people are like, how can you watch this horrible TV? And, like, to me, A, it's amazing TV. It's not horrible. But also I'm just, like, when I come home from work after, like, a really long day, the last thing I want to do is watch something that, like, stimulates my brain. Like, I just want to, like, zone out. Um, So I think that and, like, being okay with, like, staying home and not, like, going to events because I just want to, like, stay home and watch TV and hang out with my husband and go to bed. I think those are my self-care activities. They're like pretty shallow and nothing crazy, but
2: yeah. I'd say one is for sure going for uh runs. I love um going for a run and trick I've tricked myself and my body into loving runs because I listen to podcasts when I go for a run. So I love um the um, like I love learning uh and sometimes it's like girl boss podcast. Sometimes it's, um, like just random geeky podcasts about learning, like learning random facts about who knows what. Um, yeah. Do
0: you have a staple that you listen to like as much as possible?
2: Um, I think I, the liturgists. I really love the liturgists because it resonates with like how I grew up and like just challenging a lot of the things that I didn't like about how I was raised, um, or not necessarily like my family, but just values and like cultural, um, and like value-based groups. I, I do love, I do like Girlboss because it's entertaining. I did really like Lena Dunham's podcast that went on for a little while. Um, I, I'm not really into storytelling podcasts. Like I don't really love as much as everyone like really likes the, um, the story, uh, like what was the story one? everyone was talking about a cereal? couple of years ago. Cereal. Yeah. Like everyone oh, yeah. loved cereal. Mm-hmm. And I just tried so hard and I just couldn't get into the storytelling. So yeah, I love mo- like learning, uh, podcasts a bit more educational ones. Mm. And another thing that I love to- that I do is I love taking care of others. So whether that's like hosting people and making dinner, it, it, I feel like that really restores my, my mental health, uh, whether it's having my mom over, um, or, watering my plants and taking care of them. So just like taking care of something other than myself really helps me feel a bit more on my two feet. I love that. Uh,
0: this okay. is diving in deep right at the end. Ooh. Ready for it? Okay. What is something that you have in common with everyone else?
2: Ooh, that's a cool question.
0: Oh gosh, is so deep. I know. Just yeah. diving in. Why not? We're talking about social media. Let's get weird.
1: Um, I definitely have insecurities, and I feel like every human has insecurities. So that's something you can always find in common with someone. Unfortunately, it's pretty interesting because in order for you to, like, find out that you have commonality with someone around insecurities, there has to be a lot of, like, intimacy and trust and relationship building for you guys to get to that point. So maybe if we were all just a little bit more upfront about our insecurities to begin with, then we would find a lot more commonality between each other. But I think that's a lot, a big challenge for people. But yeah, I'm definitely insecure about things and I'm more confident, confident about other things. So everyone is like that. Hmm. I love that. That's probably as deep as I get. I love it. No, that's awesome.
2: Um, I'd say, I mean, I fail. There are things that I've, probably, that I fail at. Um, we're all human. I mean, I think it's just a part of us. And, I mean, I'm okay with failing now, but before it was really hard for me to, to like, come to terms with not being perfect at things that I work hard at. And oh. instead now I view my failures differently. I don't just, oh, anything like, failures. Or even better. offending
0: people and through. getting, yeah. being, like, yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: Totally. Yeah. Turn, yeah. turn your failed into forgives.
0: I love it. Ooh. I love it, girl. Just made
2: that up. Ah, did you? Yeah.
0: It's not a t-shirt.
2: No, I should be though.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast. And let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?